Hi, I'm Mike Palin. And I'm Mary Palin. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which we call... Mondays with Mike and Mary. You know, all weekend long, Mary and I think about our most recent R-squared coaching sessions and select just for you some highlights. Yeah, either a parade of techniques or an ask the experts that we think is going to help you in your business. And these come from the smartest... Most generous. And the best trained agents in North America. Just remember, because what happens on R squared stays, stays on, on R squared, it's confidential. So, so we don't use names. Now, if you'd like to find out how R squared coaching could help you in your business, go to floydwickman.com and you'll find the most affordable and the most effective coaching program on the planet. And now, here's Mondays, Mondays with, with Mike, Mike and, and Mary. Mary. Well, to quote somebody I know very well, I have a parade. (laughs) What day is one of the most stressful days for a seller? I'll tell you, it's the day the photographer comes. Oh. So here's a parade of techniques to lower that, that pressure, that stress on your sellers. Bring over a little gift. Doesn't have to be big. You know, like, Buyer's remorse pills, remember those? Yeah, I do. A little bag of M&M's. Well, how about seller's photograph day uh, anxiety reduction pills? Or a little plant, something nice, just to show them that you care and that you understand that this is a stressful day for a new seller. A little photographer day gift. How about a bouquet of flowers from Trader Joe's? They're only five bucks. Seller probably already has a vase, and it'll make your pictures look better. Yeah. Yeah. Farmer Jacks has them too, doesn't he? Oh, stop. Okay. All right, I have creative techniques. So, uh, do you have a system? You know how some systems, you almost got to start right at the beginning of the year with them. So, it's not too late. How many closings have you had so far this year? What if you added to your closing checklist this item? Here it is. Send the tax statement, the, the letter, you know, the, ah, the documents, the closing documents mm-hmm. for sellers' tax preparation with all their expenses on it. Make a copy of that at the closing when you're copying everything else. You put it in an envelope with a hand-addressed or a hand letter, you know, like a, a, a form letter, but you hand-sign it. You know, um, and you date it next January 1, 2023, and you say, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I was thinking of you and uh, to help you prepare your 2022 taxes, here's a copy of your your statement from the closing. Then what you do is you put it in an envelope. You address the front of the envelope, you put the return address, the stamp, and you put it in a box. And after every closing, you add to the box. Now, you can go back and write, hope you love your new home if you feel like it next January. But for the most part, most of us would just put the envelope, lock up the envelope, seal the envelope, and throw it in the mail. And you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours sending out those tax statements. And what a great service to your seller. So make it a system, add it to your closing checklist, and actually prepare it in advance 
and put it in a folder or a box somewhere in your office so it's all ready for you next year. You know, I've heard that as a parade of techniques frequently, but never that system for putting them in the box. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's a great uh, adjustment to it. Well, I have an Ask the Experts question that I found very interesting this week. I sold my own listing. Ta-da! I think that's great. Mm -hmm. And and then came the bad part. I gave the sellers 1% back because I was double-ending it. Oh, but I don't want the other agents to be uh, jealous. I want to be liked. The ones who missed out on this, who, whose offers I was competing with. So what can I do to make sure I haven't offended those other agents and keeping their good graces so they don't suspect there was some like skullduggery going on? Mm. I thought that was an interesting question and it's good to be maintain good relationships. You know, your image is your image. And it's your reputation. Um, here's the uh, ask the experts advice. First, sharpen your mental skill. Hmm. Second, sellers are happy that I bring them the buyer. I'm the listing agent. I know the property best. So my sellers want to work with me. Um, it is the prerogative and the perk of being a listing agent that you get to sell your own and double-end properties. You don't have to explain yourself to anyone. I like that one. Make sure you keep excellent records so that there's total transparency. In some markets, you have to disclose that they're getting a break on the commission. Um, send a thank you note to the agents who did not win the negotiation. Remember that it's all about that net, not about price. Remember about non-disclosure. If you're a little bit skittish about doing this, ask your broker to help you out so that you maintain your objectivity. Has there ever been a better reinforcement of Floyd's philosophy that listings are the, the name, name of, of the, the game. game? And then it was my turn. And here's what I said. You shouldn't be charging 1% less. You should be charging 1% more because you're doing twice the work and you've got a little bit of exposure here. It could be dicey. So you should get paid for that. And that's my Ask the Experts for the week. Oh, I love commenting. I'm going to comment. Please. Floyd taught me these words, and I've never forgotten them. Oh, that's okay. My family doesn't need the money. <laughs> well, how many times are you going to say that over the course of your career? And how much money are we talking? You got 1% to give away? Jeez, put it in your grandchildren's trust account. Put it in, a, donate it to a charity. I, I don't know. Here. Here's the words Floyd taught me. Yeah. If your spouse knew how much of your <laughs> money you're giving away. Right? Okay. <clears throat> here's, the, here's the Ask the Experts question. All right, I'm prospecting. I am focused on achieving my goal for the year. I am willing to prospect, although I have not prospected consistently in the past. Here's my question. How do I stay focused during the prospecting time? 
because people call me or they stop by my office or they open the door and interrupt me. How do I maintain my focus? So as I love doing, I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of answers. They're all great. Uh, first of all, don't respond during your prospecting time. Put it in your smart week. Here's another one. Get a good 590-10 partner. That's 90 minutes of prospecting. Meet with your partner five minutes before you start and 10 minutes after you finished. And if you've got a partner that's waiting on you, that's counting on you, you'll stay on track. Here's the next one. I prospect Monday and Tuesday nights from 6 to 8.30. Unless someone is dying, I don't take an incoming phone call. It's just not an option. Here's one. Treat it like an appointment. Would you answer your phone on a $1 million listing appointment? I don't think so. So start in the morning. Make it a strong morning. Get your head right. Do your affirmations. Role play. Dialogues right before you start dialing. Because when you focus on getting listings, don't forget, listings are going to have babies. Here's the next one. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. Isn't that a funny statement? <laughs> I love it. We laughed about it the next 30 minutes every time someone, <laughs> and don't forget, listings have babies. And I guess we all know what that means, right? All right, delegate other tasks to other people. Here's another one. Work your smart week. Time block. 590-10 with a group of people. So if your one partner doesn't show up, you still have your a partner. Make sure you're at the same day and the same time every single week. Make it a habit. How about this one? Have a pre-planned text that when you get an incoming uh, call or text while you're on your prospecting calls, using that same phone, now you get this interruption you have an instant response, a text that goes out that says, I'm currently on an appointment. I should be finished by three. I will call you right then. Something like that. And finally, keep your goal in front of you. I love prospecting in front of my goal. I love propping up a picture of my goal because when my mind starts to wander, when I start feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I, I did a lot. I, I could take a break. And you look at that goal and you say, finish what you started. This is the reason I'm putting myself through this. So hope that helps you, dear listeners, stay focused during your prospecting. You know, there's two aspects or facets to that question. One's the internal one and one's the external one. Mm. Internally, it's your discipline. But externally, it's the environment you create around you. You teach other people how to treat you. And if you keep allowing people to interrupt you, they're going to interrupt you. What did Floyd do? He put that dollar sign up on his desk, said, when you see this, it means don't interrupt me. It's money-making time. And the key was don't overuse that. But you've got to let everybody in your environment know that this time is sacred to you and you protect it jealously. Crime scene tape across <laughs> your doorway. Two pit bulls and a grenade. That'll That's right. keep them away. Have a great week, you all.